Welcome to The Best Day Ever. I'm Vanessa Broussard. Today we want to talk to all of the mothers out there who may have lost a child. Losing a child is never easy. It's devastating. It's your worst nightmare. I've lived through it. And the guest that I brought in today has also lived through it. This is Chrissy Melanson. Chrissy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Of course, we have a lot of similarities. Um, I am friends with you on Facebook. I see your post and when you post about Joshua, uh, it helps me because I lost little Tommy. And so that's why we're here today, because um, unfortunately, there are so many mothers out there who have had to bury a child. And so it's almost like um, a circle of friendships, even mm-hmm. though you may not talk to someone who's online every day, but you know that we're out there and we support each other. And it's like a little support group to exactly. know that we're, we can lean on each other. So let's talk about Joshua. You mm-hmm. lost him when he was just a young child. I did. He was five years old when he passed away, and it was very sudden. Um, He actually is a drowning victim. He was at uh, Toledo Bend with my family, and I was in college finishing up my uh, teaching degree. I went back to school, my second act later in life, and I was at school, and um, he had gotten out of our lake house, and um, they noticed he was missing right away. Um, He was missing for about 10 to 15 minutes, and he had fallen into the lake from the dock. And uh, he was with my mother and father, and um, so we've dealt with, you know, that sudden loss and also just as a family, you know, dealing with guilt and just all the things that come with things like that. And you mentioned guilt. I feel the same way about losing Tommy. Um, I've had my days where I've had to stop myself from feeling guilty because I think, what could I have done differently um, in my pregnancy to save him? If you followed my podcast before, you know I lost my first baby stillborn. Um, Did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. Could I have done something different? Uh, He was depending on me to live. I let him down. So you go through all of these what ifs, what could I have done differently? But that it's God's timing for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. And so it makes us stronger. It makes us, um, you know, who we are. And you can't, if, if I had that guilt in my mind and in my heart every day, Chrissy, I would never get out of my house. No, you couldn't. Um, I dealt with that. You know, I have always been a woman that was very strong in my faith and from the time of being a small child. And so when I lost Joshua, he was a miracle baby. He was a pound and a half when he was born. So he was very premature, a 25-weeker. And God had brought him through so many things. I mean, just miraculous things that even the doctors would say, someone's been praying for this baby. And so I had such a confidence that um, God had a special plan for him and that no matter what happened, you know, Joshua is going to be okay because he had overcome so much. So when this happened so suddenly, not only did I deal with the loss of my child, my miracle that I had prayed for for so long, but it shook my faith to a point. And I think that everybody that deals with grief or the loss of a, of a husband like you've gone through or a parent and it's you didn't feel like it was the t- their time, um, I think that that can kind of shake your faith. And so it did for me, but my, my first gut reaction was I've got to power through. You know, I can't let anybody see me cry and I can't 
show any um, of those emotions that you feel and I pushed them way down deep and I just powered through because if I cried then my parents felt guilty because I was their baby and he was my baby and so if I showed any of those that grief you know my spouse at the time or anybody I was around it affected them and so I tried to be strong for everyone else and eventually I came to a place where I just couldn't do it anymore and um, all that anger and resentment or bitterness that I had been pushing down deep and I didn't deal with finally started coming out and luckily when and it wasn't right away it was a few years later so a lot of people that go through things I feel like they you know they're like okay I'm okay right now I'm okay but sometimes if you don't deal with those feelings eventually they may come back up and so you need to have um, you need to have resources and people in your corner that understand that when when you're feeling down it's okay to say I need some help I don't feel good right now. I need some help. I agree. And, you know, it's been four years since Tom passed and my baby passed. And I feel like what you just mentioned, I went through the same thing. The year of first is always the hardest. The Mm -hmm. first Christmas, the first birthdays, the first Father's Days, all of that's the hardest. But I felt like that year after that, maybe two years after that, I did the same thing. I kind of just hid those emotions. I felt like I had to hide those emotions for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons. But then I was able in the last year, um, let those emotions come out, whether it's me and Tom's anniversary, wedding anniversary. And I felt like I was back to square one Mm -hmm. from that first, that year of first and crying and wanting to lay on the couch with the covers over me and that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So it is. however you mourn, however you decide to let those emotions show, it's okay whether it's immediate, whether you feel like, you know what, I need to be strong for my family. Mm-hmm. You had another son that mm-hmm. you had to be strong for. Yes. That's okay. But you still need to let those emotions out when it's time because if not, it will It'll dry you down. Yeah. I've learned through the years that um, every breath I take, every step I take, it's not by my strength. And when I tried to do it on my own and through my strength, I failed miserably and I crumbled and I got to a place where I just couldn't go on anymore. But when I remembered my faith, and that God was with me and I was able to look back through even a few weeks before I lost my son I feel like God was preparing me he had sent me you know special signs or or words of wisdom from ministers or just different things that now looking back I think oh my goodness you know the Lord was going ahead he knew what was coming and he was trying to give me words of wisdom to hold on to as strength so that after I dealt with this tragic thing I could say the Lord was preparing me and so I had to find who I truly was and go back to just having the ability to say okay Lord I can't do this anymore on my own I accept that this is my reality now and um, what do I do and so I just had to pray and luckily I had a very supportive husband in Dana you know he came into the picture after I had lost Joshua and after I had gone through a divorce and I was trying to raise my son on my own and just powering through and so when all these things started coming back out here I was in a new marriage and very public you know in the public eye and um, just trying to be 
a teacher, an educator, all these things for everyone else, but I had needs. Absolutely. So it's just important to know that it's okay to stop and say, I need to get some help. I, I sex, uh, sought out counseling. I uh, went to my ministers. I got back into the Word of God. I prayed and I leaned on other people that I knew that were going through things. And one thing that helps me is to help others. And before I lost my son, I, I don't think I hardly heard of very many people losing children, but I think now I'm so hypersensitive to that topic that I notice it anytime I, there's a story. It could be someone that I don't even know, but I feel like I need to reach out to them. It's like you become a member of a club you don't want to be in, right. but you're a member of that club. And I, I, when they hurt, it brings it up for me and it makes me hurt. But then I think, you know, I need to reach out to them. I need to let them know that, you know, 10, 11 years from now, yes, you're going to miss your child. Yes, you're going to hurt and cry, but I'm still here and I can smile. I can find laughter. Um, my children give me reason to go on. My son, Caleb, and my stepson, Parker, and Kelly, and just all of the children that I teach every day. Um, they all give me a reason to keep going and to live for those that we lost because that's what they would want us to do. That's exactly right. And um, we have to find um, the positive out of the negative and do something to help others. I mean, that's what, otherwise it was in vain and I refuse to let his loss be in vain. I agree with you 100%. <clears throat> and I think you hit the nail right on the head. You know, you find your happiness in your other children. Yes. And your, you know, spouse. And I find my happiness in Marty mm -hmm. and also in my family I have a huge support system I'm the youngest of six and mm -hmm. all of my siblings are there for me um, my mother of course is my best friend she's there for me and little Marty um, so I have all these people to um, lean on if yes. I need anything and they're always just a phone call away so you need to find those people in your life actually downstairs um, before we started this podcast in the lobby I ran into a woman who went through uh, the same type her husband died of the same type of brain cancer my yeah. husband died from and we uh, they were seeing the same doctor so that's how we met and I actually ran into her in the lobby a couple of minutes ago and she said I don't have any friends like my friends have moved away. It's just me. And I, you know, so we talked about her finding a support system, joining yes. organizations, um, finding new friends. And so there are people out there, there are support groups for mm -hmm. you because you are not alone and don't feel like you're alone because it really broke my heart to hear yes. her say, I really don't have anybody to turn to. There's always somebody to turn to. So yeah. um, you just have to seek that out. If you don't unfortunately have um, the big family that I have, mm -hmm. or, you know, if you maybe live off somewhere and you don't have a spouse or any family around or any friends around, there are groups that you can join and uh, meet new friends and, yeah. and find your purpose. Because yes. that's when I lost Tom and the baby, I asked my doctor, why not me? Because I was on the verge of losing my life as well. And so my kidneys start shutting down. Um, just everything started going wrong that could possibly go wrong and so um, the doctor told me it could have been a different outcome but Tommy took one for the team so Tommy mm -hmm. passed and I didn't and I said well why me and he says you have a purpose and I said well what's my purpose and mm -hmm. he said only God knows that's right and so then I had Marty 
And now, you know, I'm back in the news and I'm Mm -hmm. doing the podcast and I'm meeting people from all over the country, people with similar stories. And I feel like that's our purpose. Your purpose is the same thing. You know, you're helping these children Mm -hmm. and you see these children every day, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're teaching them. Yes. And, And I don't know. You just have to find what your purpose is. Find a a new happiness because we can always say or ask what could have been. I always wonder what little Tommy would be Mm -hmm. doing now. He would be four years old. And so, but I don't let that get me down. Yes. You know, I think about it and I I allow myself about five minutes to be Mm -hmm. sad about it. But then I have little Marty there who needs my attention and wants me to play with him. So that's what I turn my attention to is little Marty. That's right. You can't feel guilty for, um, for your happiness. We had talked about that a little bit before. I, I, found myself in a place right after I lost my son that I thought if I smile, if my, if I have a happy marriage and we just go on like a a normal uh, family without him, that, that, that was wrong. I'm not ever supposed to smile again. I'm never supposed to enjoy life again. How can a mother lose their child and then, you know, smile. And so I self-sabotaged things on my, you know, I made bad decisions. I self-sabotaged my life. because I thought, oh, well, it's over. It's done. You know, this is it. This is where I've come to. You know, that's not true. I would, my, the enemy messes with your mind when you go through things. And so I, after I had went through all of that, you know, and I finally was just at this place where, you know, what do I do now? It was like the Lord just lifted me up and said, look, you can go on. You can't mess up your life so bad, bad that I can't fix it. And he did. And he's repaired all of those things. And yet this year, Joshua would have graduated high school. And so that was bittersweet for me because I have friends that their, their children were graduating this year. But I was able to celebrate them without having bitterness in my heart. And that that's where that healing came in. Because there was a time when I did feel bitter and angry. But God has really big shoulders. And I think if you are honest with your feelings, He knows you feel them already. But when you're able to admit, this is how I feel, what do I do now? Then that's when the healing can come. And hide, trying to hide those emotions and bury them down you're not dealing with them. And so if it takes talking to a friend or a therapist or a minister or just in your own prayer time, um, deal with those things when the time is right. And everybody's timeline is different. There's no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. And no one person's loss is greater than another person's loss. Um, I, I talk to women that experience miscarriages early in pregnancy and they feel like, well, you know, it what but they are grieving that child and what would have been. And to me, that's the same as my loss. And I was thankful. Now I can look back and say, well, I had my son for five years and that's longer than you had yours. And so I'm grateful for that time instead of being angry that I didn't have him longer. But that's just the healing. Yeah, I feel that same way about Tom. Tom and I were not together an entire lifetime. We were Mm -hmm. only together about five years. And so I always say, why just five years? Why didn't we have more time together? But then I think back like you do and say, I am so happy I had those five years with Tom. Mm -hmm. Like he taught me what true love was. I was absolutely 
head over heels in love with Tom, a love I had never felt before. And I can move forward in my life and say, I have been in love. Yes. And I have had the best man that I feel has ever walked the face of this earth. And even though it was for a short time, I got to experience something mm-hmm. that so many people may not get to experience. Exactly. Um, or for that amount of time. So like you mentioned, those five years were mm-hmm. so special to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just blessed that I, I had, had that them. time. And so that's what I need to focus on. If yes. Those five years, not why didn't I not get exactly. more. And the same thing with a child too. I mean, it's hard. We know we are here for you. Um, you mentioned smiling again. I feel the same way. I hear people have told me before, Vanessa, you look like you're doing wonderful. You're, you know, you're happy. Yes and no. Yeah. I am. I have to be. I mm-hmm. have to move forward. I have to be happy for Marty. I have to be happy for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a depressed person. I don't no. want to sit in my house and be sad every single day. I, you know, I still have a whole life to live. So while I mourn my husband and my child and I miss them every single day, I have to move forward. I have one life yes. to live. We all have one life we to do. live. And like you mentioned, you know, your son would want you to be happy. Yes, he would. I want to be happy. Tom would want me to be happy. Little Tommy would want me to be happy. And so while we miss them mm-hmm. and we grieve them, we've got to find a new happiness. Mm-hmm. And we're ha- and you ha- you're helping, you know, their memory live on by trying to do the podcast, trying to reach other people. And that's what I try to do, too. I, I try to keep Joshua's memory alive. I share things about him. And I know I, sometimes others feel uncomfortable when you start talking about, you know, who you've lost. But um People need to understand that we need to talk about them. That's that's how we heal, and we need we want to be asked stories. We want to share. I love talking about Joshua and what an amazing little boy he was, and I love sharing that. And so, if you know someone that has lost someone dear to them, allow them to share. Ask them questions. Let them feel comfortable in sharing their story because that's where healing comes. It truly does. And you know, people have said before, I've seen the saying that says no one truly dies until they're forgotten about. Yeah. And so if you can keep your loved one's memory alive any way you want, talk about them, mm-hmm. create a foundation for them, uh, whatever you want to do. And speaking of, you're mm-hmm. in the process of creating yes. a nonprofit for Joshua. That's right. Um, we've started doing a toy drive. We've done it for four years. Um, we do it around when his birthday would be in November 18th. And and that's right before Christmas. And so we like to, uh, we've started that. It's the Love Like Joshua Foundation. And that's the only event that we've done so far. But we're in the process of getting everything else situated so we can do so much more. Joshua had a gift for drumming. And I eventually doing scholarships for musicians and different things like that and um, just anything I can do to give back to other children that are still here I can cry and grieve for Joshua but he's gone he's in heaven he is having the time of you know an eternity of happiness right now but there are children that are still alive right here that need our love and they need things from us and so I try to give to them what I can and so we've been able to take those toys and give to families um, that are in need the ones that sometimes fall through the cracks of the bigger organizations right and so if anyone wants to get in touch with you or Mm -hmm. contact you how can they do so they can do that through Facebook. We're very active on Facebook through my personal account, um, Chrissy Carmelasa, or our Southeast Texas Express account. I'm on there as well. So 
Yes, and we also want to thank Southeast Texas Express for always allowing us to use the studio. Meteorologist Dana Melanson is uh, working hard to get this podcast on for us every yes. week, so we thank him for that. And Chrissy, thank you so much. Again, I follow you. Um, may not always uh, react, but your posts thank do you. help me when you talk about Joshua because I see you remembering him, and it encourages me to want to I remember little Tommy and also Tom. So uh, Mm -hmm. parents, if you're out there listening right now, uh, we are there for you. We understand the pain. We understand the sorrow, um, the what ifs, the what could have beens. But the key is to find your new happiness. They would want you to be, like Chrissy just mentioned, he's living the best eternal happiness, you know, in heaven a feeling that we cannot even imagine that's how happy they are so for us down here on earth we have to uh, live our best lives as well that's right we sure do all right Chrissy thank you so much for being here and if you want to get in contact with Chrissy again she just gave you the information on Facebook and uh, she will definitely love to talk to you there and I will too if you want to get in contact with me I am on Facebook I'm on Instagram Rumble now YouTube and you can visit my website VanessaBroussard.com thank you all so much for watching from wherever you are and also listening today we hope you have the best day ever